0: Wednesday, and we're back. I'm back. It's Janet Richmond. I'm so happy. It's going to be a good day. It's going to be very similar to last week's show, last week in honor of Father's Day, and I hope everyone had a wonderful Father's Day. And But I decided last week as I was doing the show at some point that I really needed to do a show on the feminine nature, or the female nature that we all have. Last week I did the male nature because you know, because of the orientation to the dads. But we can't leave out the female nature. Whether we're male or female, of course, we carry both natures within our soul. So at the soul level, we have both natures. We may be presenting as a female or as a male, but at the soul level, we have both natures. We have had lives as females and lives as males, many of both. And so I just decided today if I that today, if I hadn't gotten any request, which I haven't, did not get any requests for healings, I decided I better tackle the female nature. So many interesting things came up last week with the male nature. I know uh, I found it to be really fascinating. Oh, sorry. I forgot to turn my phone off. Um, <clears throat> anyway, I felt it was... Uh, so profound I really felt I needed to deal with a female nature and that next week we would um, <clears throat> we would work on the conflict between the male and the female nature within our soul because believe it or not we have those conflicts I believe I've talked about them on the show before I think they've come up in different ways I do get confused about remembering whether it was my meetup groups or my clients but I'm pretty sure it's probably come up here. But in any case, I'm going to address it as its own show next week. Of course, if I get any requests, I will delay it a week or two because I always want to honor all my listeners. Without you guys, I wouldn't have reason to be here. And I learn a lot from you, and I love the whole process. Of expansion and growth that we're all going through because of this radio show I mean it's it's exciting so if I do get a request I really will do that first if I can depending I might do both the next show but in any case I will delay the show um, I would I would delay the conflict between the male and the female nature. I would delay it slightly. If I do get a request, perhaps I delay it a week or two. And that brings me to the, uh, a very quick thing I want to say about not getting requests. I don't know whether it's just, you know, things are feast or famine, uh, feast and famine. I don't know whether it's you guys are so fascinating with the topics I come up with and you just love those feelings. (laughs) You don't, you want me to continue on those? I don't know if it's that or maybe you just haven't gotten around to asking or people are busy, et cetera, et cetera. But I do, whatever the reason, I again am going to extend my open invitation for anyone and everyone to contact me with a request for healing. It just, it really moves the show forward. And all the different individuals that come, or the same individuals with different issues that come forward, bring new ideas to all the listeners, new things to look at, new things to heal, new things to, new viewpoints. And so it, you know, I don't want anyone to be shy about requesting. And again, my email is Janet, at janetrichmond.com very simple janet j-a-n-e-t at janetrichmond r-i-c-h-m-o-n-d dot com it's it's a it helps everyone so and as you know you can heal everybody else will be working on releasing their same issues whether they think they have them or not we all have everything we just have them in different degrees They've come from perhaps, uh, you know, different experiences, different details, but there's so many similarities that we all have everything. So it's, it's such an opportunity. Uh, I, I, I know I've mentioned to you guys that I have this group that I try to meet with once a week, usually on Mondays. It's just three of us, but we're, we're all so busy that, you know, instead of every week, maybe it averages two or three times a month. But it is fascinating because we, as we heal, uh, as we bring up our issues, the healing gets into areas that we never, ever, I never see. I mean, or, you know, sometimes I've never seen it. And it's similar to things I've worked on. It's not that it's completely opposite or completely different, but it's sort of a whole new entryway, a whole new way of looking at something and oh my gosh it can be so profound sometimes it's just amazing and that's what happens here on the show we've made a commitment you guys you and i we've made a commitment to move forward with the show it doesn't matter that you all don't do it every week it's not about that kind of commitment lives are complicated and busy and it's just about committing to the south committing to the work committing to becoming more than than we can be to evolving and moving forward and uh, becoming more self-connected and uh, self-loving. So anyway, please, bottom line, email me if you have any kind of concern. And don't feel that it's too... Either I've already worked on it too much, and, oh, she's already worked on it. If you have a new perspective on it or new kind of thing, that's fine. That's great, because if I've worked on it before, it means it's a pattern that a lot of people have, uh, which, of course, we all have everything, but you know what I mean, that it's important to everybody. Um, and also, it'll get into areas that I didn't get into on some of the other, whatever the other times I did it. There's no nothing too silly, nothing too stupid, nothing too anything. If you have an issue and you can keep yourself anonymous, I'm happy to do that. Change the names. And I've done it several times on the show anyway. It's it's part of, you know, we want to be careful uh, sometimes about, and you don't have to be on the show. So nobody will recognize your voice. You can send me in the email. You know, we want to be careful sometimes about privacy. It's important. So that's okay, too. Anyway, now. As I said, today's healing is going to be on understanding and balancing the female nature that we all carry, and I want to do, I talked a lot about evolution last week, and, you know, part of me thinks, oh, I shouldn't repeat it because it's just on last week's show, but I am going to repeat some of it. I am going to, I'm going to kind of repeat some of it, shorten it uh, in parts, because People can always go back, but there will be new listeners, especially those listeners who look at the topic last week and saw that it was on the male nature, and there might be, you know, of females who think, oh, that's not relevant to me. This is why I myself told me to repeat this, because people think, oh, well, the ma-, if we're female, that we might think, oh, the male nature isn't relevant for me since I'm a female, and they might not have listened to the show yet this week they're going to learn by my reviewing from what I said last week to understand that the that we all carry the male and the female nature, and it's essential that we bring both into balance whether we're manifesting as a male or a female in this life. so I am going to review a bit and and here I go, okay now, <clears throat> as you probably all. Remember me saying when originating source, when we, when we are first expressed from the originating source, we are expressed as mineral first. Every soul begins as a mineral. Every soul has a pure soul essence. And in minerals, there's no sexual division. We don't have a female rock and a male rock. Or a female crystal and a male crystal. We have their their androgynous, or there's their asexual, or however you want to term it. Now, when you move into the plant kingdom, we plants do have a sexual nature, but usually it's within each plant. There's the pollen, and I, I've forgotten all the, the terms, but it's within each flower that within each plant that has both male and female. And as I mentioned last week, there are some plants that are only female and only male. And I happen to mention the avocado because I happen to know about that one, but I still didn't Google it since last week, so I can't give you any more information. But but I know in some, uh, some of the higher levels of uh, frequency levels of the plant kingdom that there are plants that are one sex or the other. Now, Clearly, once we move into the animal kingdom, this is the rule rather than the exception. I mean, the amoeba is, does not have two sexes, but and I'm sure there are other simple, very simple animals that do not, but for the most part, the animals do have both the male and the female represented in different bodies. The, uh, as I mentioned, there's some fish and there's some worms. There's probably many animals that I don't know of that do carry the possibility of being either sex and can change within one lifetime, one sex to another, within uh, one year even, and and then the next year do it back again. So there are these few situations, and maybe they're not so so few, but for the most part in the animal kingdom we have the males and the females. Now, uh, when we get to the human level, clearly every soul... Plays out of either the male or the female. Of course, there can be the exceptions where souls carry both the male and the female organs. We know about those kind of things. They're not that common, but they do exist, and I think people are getting to know about them now. So, and that's okay because there's probably very good reasons for that. And, you know, unless I worked on that person, I wouldn't know. I can't give you an example, but I do know from my work. That the soul chooses these kind of things and if it chooses it it means it's trying to work out some sort of gender identity issues or something like that so uh, i mean i don't mean to generalize but it's working out some issue now i do want to mention again that as we go through our journey in the human kingdom there are souls that can play out more as a male or more as a female and sometimes that soul Gets kind of a dominant nature or dominant flavor as being male, a male soul or a female soul. But make no mistake, the that soul too, all of those types of souls too, absolutely carry the opposite nature. Every soul has both natures, every single one. So we're not um, we're not androgynous. We're not like minerals. We have the male and the female nature. Okay. And we have a very long learning curve to begin to understand all of the variations, all of the opportunities, the possibilities, the gifts and talents of both sides of our nature. We have a and to understand both sides of our nature, it's a very long learning curve, and it is it's something that every everyone in the human kingdom goes through, and it's very important that we do understand and heal and balance and clear uh clear misunderstandings clear false beliefs et cetera from both sides of the soul nature. It is absolutely part of why we're here now there's more than just understanding the male and the female parts there's many other parts of our our beingness as a human that we we come in to learn and understand and become aware of. And this is all part of the human journey. So I am just talking about the male and the female nature, but it, this is definitely a big part of why we're here. And so whether we're in a male body or female body, we have to heal these wounds. And it, let's say we're female. We are operating most likely out of the female nature, although I think I mentioned last week that you can be in a female body and it can be your male nature that is part of that, part of, you you came in with with the male nature being the mind of this life. And you can come in with the female nature within a male body. So you can switch that around too, and we do, because that's part of the learning curve. It's absolutely part of learning all the aspects of the male and the female and, and, and the opposites and the conflicts and the possibilities and the everything uh, and, and learning to accept ourselves, no matter what we look like, no matter what we act like, it's just learning to accept our beingness at the very basic, simple self-acceptance level and to love who we are. So there's many of these variations for many different reasons. Um, I think I mentioned that I had a client who was a female in a male body, and one of the reasons, and there was more to it, but it was one of the main reasons, and that's why I I can remember it, because normally, you know, I've told you all, it's like having a intense dream, you know, when I'm in these sessions, just like on here, I'm in this sort of intense dream level and then it's so clear when I quote unquote wake up or come out of the session and within a few hours, a few days, I I can only remember the gist of it. Sometimes not even the gist, but sometimes I remember the gist. And that's what happened with this. And and the reason this this gal was carrying the male nature and the female body was that the the male side of her was very, very discouraged and absolutely frustrated with the the very narrow, restricted roles that it was assigned in many lives. You know, as a male, you have to do X, Y, or Z. You know, you're either the hunter or the gatherer or you're the, the wise man or you're the, I don't know, whatever it was in those lives. And he felt frustrated because he couldn't develop other parts of himself and wanted to work on gifts and talents. I think there was uh, something to do with um, creativity. You know, he had a great creativity streak and he wanted to do craft and art and whatever it was in some of those lives. And he, he was unable to do it because that was not a role for men in those lives. So, he came in with a female body because he didn't want to be so limited. He wanted that other parts of his nature to be, come forward and be developed and, 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 uh, enjoy the unlimited quality of being in a female body. And uh, hopefully, you know, it goes well. <laughs> uh, but who knows why, why we do these things, but that was, and I, I know it was more complicated than that, but that's the one, one thing I can remember to share with you. But in any case, um, We want to go in, I want to go in and really uh, heal the, um, I want to go in and really heal what is going on with a female nature like I did with a male nature. Because it's so important, we want to heal the wounds, we want to dissolve the limitations, the self-identities that keep us limited. We want to empower the love for itself and just for its beingness um and speaking of definitions as i talked about last week with men we have the same thing with with females you know our roles in society were very often rigidly defined the more sophisticated society got the less rigid it became but it still had rules and definitions and with each life With each set of rules, with each set of definitions, we lay aside the body, we carry all those with us. It becomes one with our conglomerate soul. And so the soul is carrying a mishmash, just a bramble bush of all these different experiences, belief systems, self-identities, rights and wrongs, shoulds and shouldn'ts, all related to the male nature and the female nature. Of course, as you know from listening to the show, it's for everything. And so there are just just absolutely so many ways that we are limited and so many beliefs we've taken on about being a male or a female. So that's why I want to do the healing. We need to heal some of those, those beliefs because when you have a mishmash, a slew of these beliefs from so many eons of lifetimes, of course we're going to have conflict. We're going to have conflict, not only between the male and the female nature, which I'm going to deal with next week, but we also have conflict within the female nature because you've been in one life where the female, the definitions for how to be the perfect woman or how to be the perfect wife or how to be the perfect mother or how to just be uh, a member or the perfect female member of a society, Every society would define it based on that society, that culture. And there would be some, perhaps, similarities, but there would also be a lot of differences. So within the female nature, there's confusion, as there was in the male nature. <coughs> Excuse me, guys. <laughs> Another sneeze. I one last week, I think, right about this time. Anyway. Um, and those conflicts within the nature can be very painful, they can be uh, limiting, they can be guilt-ridden, they can be totally confusing, uh, totally blaming, you know, one part of you is blaming another part, it can be all sorts of, it can be all sorts of conflict there that we can't even begin to imagine, and that's what hopefully the Higher self will bring to me during the healing, and we will start to clear some of those things. Anyway, I've seen so much conflict within the soul nature, both within the male and within the female, and also male against female. I've seen all different permutations and combinations. So I know that this is a very prevalent part of our lives, but we're just completely unaware. I mean, if we're female, why would we even think to, to look at the conflicts within our male nature or between our female and our male nature. I don't know that we would have really understood to look at it before. And, you know, I don't—I certainly did. I did this work for a long, lot of, long time before the higher selves brought it to my attention. And I, I mentioned last week that I, I this had to be, I don't know, five, six, seven, eight years ago. I'm walking along doing some very tense work on myself, and up came this conflict between my female and my male nature. That was the start of it, and I'm going to talk about it a little bit more. I'm pretty sure I've talked about it on the show, but I'm going to talk about it again next week when we get to that issue, the male versus the female. I'm going to talk about it again next week. But right right now, that was the beginning for me of understanding and being brought into uh, the awareness that we even carry this. And you know if there's anything that this show can bring you is just new ideas to start becoming aware of to start looking at these other things and then for those of you who are doing the neutralizing, whether you know you use my shows as a starting point and use them to help you with the healing or whether you are doing the healing on your own and you come up with your own ideas, doesn't matter how you do it but it's It's kind of fodder, you know, or fuel more more ideas to uh, of things to neutralize new, new ideas, new ways of looking at situations and conditions in your life and becoming aware that there's a lot more going on underneath than we normally think. you know our beingness again does not end at the skin we have a whole other energetic side to ourselves and in fact this energetic side is really what creates the outer reality that we see our physical body and all the situations and conditions in our life so this energetic side is is not only there but it is powerful and important for us to address and so that is uh, hopefully if nothing else you get an idea from this show uh, of just how important it is and Anyway, so that's good. Um, Sorry, I'm just, you know, because I do so much talking, yakety yak, and I don't really have any breaks. Probably would be better to have breaks, but so many people listen to it as an archive show. That's my big listening populace is the archive. But for those who are listening live, it would be really nice to have a break. When you're listening to the archive, you can pause and create your own breaks. But anyway, I just have never gotten around to it. So, for those who was in live, um, sorry about that. Anyway, okay. So, I am going to get started on this healing and see where it takes us. Uh, it's always a, kind of a surprise. Um <laughs> I tried to get a download last night on what they were going to bring up. And the higher self now really rarely do it. They used to give me previews of coming attractions. And uh, I think because I was nervous that, will I get anything? You know, what's going to happen? And, uh, you know, if I got previews, it it helped me, you know, have less quote unquote performance anxiety. Um, But they don't do that anymore. It's been a long time since they've done it. And, Every once in a while when I ask them, they they don't really laugh like we do because they're fifth dimensional in nature and it's a whole different ballgame by the time you get to that frequency. But there is this sense of, I don't know, almost like teasing, you know, like they're, they're, I don't know, I can't explain it. Anyway, so... (laughs) They said no previews and everything would be fine. It really wasn't that I was worried that it wouldn't be fine. It was just more curiosity than anything else. I'm like, what the heck is going to come up? The the male nature was so interesting, some of which was sort of expected um from me or I had some some general ideas, but there were a few things which I can't remember anymore that I thought, wow, that's that's really kind of different. I never would have thought that. So anyway, so we're gonna see on the female nature what's going on and I just want to take a little bit more water. Meanwhile, I would like you all to get comfortable, uh, take a few deep breaths and relax. And just give me a second here to have that drink of water. Okay. So most of you are very well versed in this setup part of the healing where we do the amalgamation. So I don't need to go into great detail, but I do want you to just listen to my voice so that we can very simply, very easily activate the now moment. It has come into existence. I see it surrounding all of us that are on the symbolic wheel, the rim of the the symbolic wagon wheel that, that I use every week. And I also um, want us to to I want you to focus on my voice and use that focus of attention that we're activating to expand this now moment. And it is going into its expansion phase. It's moving out to encompass the totality of who we are uh, from the time we were minerals through the time we were plants, animals, now into the human kingdom and beyond. And the this forever now moment, as I call it, it contains, it moves to contain the totality of the past nows The present now and the future nows, and the future now is expanding. It never stops. It's it's expanding moment to moment to moment because evolution never ends, and therefore the this this forever now moment is a dynamic energy field as it's growing uh, throughout throughout the session, throughout the the show, throughout you know the totality of its existence. It never becomes static and done it's always expanding okay so this forever now moment is in existence and again i call it that time space continuum because it moves in essence or symbolically across the universe known and unknown and i would have to say most of it is unknown and it moves across it spanning great space you know, space in, as an area, a huge area, and it also is spanning a huge amount of time because the human journey itself is eons of time, let alone the mineral, plant, and animal journeys. So we are talking a massive amount of time and space, and this forever now moment is encompassing the totality of all of that. And it is a very powerful space. It allows us to not just address one situation, one condition, one event, one life. Instead, by encompassing the totality of the soul process for all of us, we're able to address the totality of who we are. In other words, do a sort of soul scan and when we're working on the patterns, we are dealing with the patterns at the soul level that, of course, move in and become patterns in the current life, and this is why it's so important because it's the it is feeding in essence, it is feeding the patterns that we carry in this life. So we want to neutralize not only what's happening in this life, but especially all that we've been working uh all that we've met man- all the misunderstandings, all the misconceptions, all the misinterpretations that we have pulled in from other lives, all those belief systems, those self-identities, all of those things. So it's very important. Now I'm going to ask that we become one with the conglomerate higher selves. This is also a massive energy field. And the the energy field is uh, all of the people on the the rim, the higher self from all the people on the rim, and also I'm calling in any other higher self from any other realm or direction. We're also going to focus on that pure soul essence light, that symbolically divine sunlight that is once we focus on it, it, it begins to penetrate and move in through and around the totality of who we are, filling up like like a sun coming up at dawn. Uh, and filling the horizon 360 degrees with light. And it's like that as we focus on this pure soul essence, it is expanding and filling and merging with the totality of all all of the soul process, filling the time-space continuum, that forever now moment, and allowing us all to be bathed in this beautiful uh, divine light, the light that is everything that originating source was, is, and is becoming. It is our purest and most potent and most perfect point of power. This is what does the work for us today. This is by focusing on it and merging with it, by amalgamating with it and becoming one with it, we are giving it permission to help us. It's divine. The higher selves are divine energies the originating source or divine energies they cannot trespass the free will so we do need to give them permission and the permission is given in a very simple manner it's the focus of attention that's the turn-on switch so we focused our attention on the amalgamation with the pure soul essence with the higher self and now the third focus of attention which is very important is to become one with the originating source itself And I often talk about moving to the center of the womb energy, W O M B, energy of the originating source. This carries that powerful creative life force energy that all it wants to do is to give birth to, to create, to express itself. And it's going, that energy, specifically that divine energy, is, uh, we're moving into that infinite resource of that energy in order to, Of course, we're doing all the neutralizing. We're doing all the shedding. We're going to be doing all the shedding of the old patterns, the old beliefs, the old uh, limited truths that we carry. Uh, But we also want to empower and recreate ourselves at a higher level. And that's what this very powerful womb energy uh, is going to help simultaneously giving birth to that phoenix. We're going to be moving up many levels of frequency because of this healing. Um, Also, by amalgamating with the originating source, it is our guarantee that everything is going to be done for us at the very highest level, the highest level of energy we can utilize without any hurt or harm, the highest level of information that we can possibly reach, the highest level, the highest level, the highest level, and we always want to work at that very high level. Okay. So now i'm activating the rainbow bridge energy it's connecting all of our chakras to the chakras of originating source bringing them into that high state of efficiency and we're also creating utilizing the bridge part of the the actual bridging part of the energy we are creating those spokes as each of us stand on the rim we're now creating a spoke a spokes down to the center of the wheel, or the hub of the wheel, and I see now that the hub is being, being created, um, uh, creating a platform of this Rainbow Bridge energy. And it's upon this platform that I'm going to put a conglomerate symbol representing the female nature. Now last, oh no, this is interesting. Last time I saw this male nature thing, it looked like a big, huge tree thing, you know, the, the legs and the, were just huge trunks and the torso was a trunk. The arms were, you know, just covered with bark and there was just sort of this little head sticking out. And we were able to um dissolve the those hard encrustments around the male nature. This time I'm seeing a different picture. I'm seeing some uh I'm seeing more than one female nature. It's as if it's different aspects of the female nature, so the higher selves are bringing this to us in a little bit different a a perspective um i I know they're know what they're doing, so the first one I see is the the be, the, the the female uh the female nature that represents all the shoulds and all the rules about beauty, okay so it is one that is it's presenting itself to me more or less, what beauty might be thought of in this time, you know, just slender and beautiful hair and, you know, kind of the movie star beautiful kind of thing. Um, But again, it's just a symbol and it's not meant to represent all beauty because, of course, it isn't. And that's part of the problem. It's representing some ideal that has been brought to a society or brought to us what in whatever society we're in including this one that that's the ideal we need to strive for and oh my gosh what happens if we're short and we're not tall and all of that so i'm going to get into that in a minute but the next one i'm seeing is the the part of the female nature that's the child bearer the one that has um going to be you know giving birth and that also carries a lot of conflict within it a lot of problems on the one hand there's the love of children but you know it's been very recent on this planet that there's been any kind of birth control so having being the one to give birth to babies is, is been a very in many different lifetimes for many different reasons and we'll get into those has been um, it's it's a big part of the a lot of the conflicts we have within a lot of the pain and the suffering I mean, think of lifetimes where we've given birth to, you know, a dozen or two dozen babies because there's no birth control, or where we anyway, we'll get into that later because there's a lot there. Now the third one is has to do with the the role of I, I'm seeing almost like a domesticated servant. It's almost as if women so often were in a role of slave or servant, or even uh within when they weren't in a society where they were actually enslaved there were many roles or many um many lives where we were more or less slaves cuz we had no other choice and so that whole thing of being the you know the the washer the person that did the wash the person that did the cooking the person that did the cleaning the person that did the weeding the person you know all of these kind of very thankless tasks They're thankless in the sense that um, nobody is, it's so expected of us. It's so, you know, so automatic that the only time that it's noticed is when we don't do something. So not only is it not thankless, like, oh, thanks for doing all that gardening or thanks for doing all those huge amount of dishes. You know, you've just fed the farmhands, uh, you know, a hundred farmhands and you're doing all the cleaning up yourself. The only time it's noticed is when you're not doing it. It's just so th- there's that element, too. So those are the three parts of the female nature that we're going to be addressing today. And I want to um, I want to start with the the beauty one. OK, now, this is something that all of us females are aware of. And as males, you would be aware that that would be present, I'm sure, Um And so, but you also, males, any guys that are listening to my show, and I know there are some of you, that it's important for you to address it for your female nature, even though you're males in this, and you will become more sensitive to the issues for for females as well. So it's a good thing all around. So I want to just begin there, and keep in mind that these are conglomerate images, and so it's going, they're going to be representing them. And the patterns that the higher selves are going to feed me are going to be definitely patterns that all of us carry at some degree. They're not picking patterns that one or two people carry. They're picking overall, they're bringing to my attention the overall situations and conditions that women, uh, that the female nature, whether we're in a female body or a male body that the female nature has experienced uh and is experiencing and is carrying with it and what what they're hoping uh for us all to begin to heal and dissolve and neutralize and um begin to expand and become more um less restricted and constricted by these things, so getting back to the 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 beauty thing, okay so I want everyone just to begin by letting go of all the known and unknown definitions of beauty that we've all taken on all the belief systems all the um, shoulds and shouldn'ts all the rights and wrongs what what's going to work and and okay okay, so in many of these lifetimes we we come what's 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 real beauty some and some Situations, uh, the beauty could be defined similarly to how I was showing explaining the symbol. But some in some lifetimes, beauty is defined by how heavy you are. Uh, maybe um, it's it's an, and the definition of beauty is also tied in in some situations with um, there's a safety factor. If you have the beauty, no matter whether it's being heavy or softig or slender or must mus uh muscly or petite or um or having great stature, whatever the definition of beauty is, it often brought with it in societies uh favors. It often brought with it um, attention, usually of the good kind. Often there's a safety factor. Well, if we carry this beauty, because we've all had beauty in in some of our lifetimes, we experienced it and wed the beauty because the cultural definition is you know, if we've, we're meeting the cultural definition of beauty, then we get attention, we get favors, we get notice, we get food, we get shelter, we get help, we get support, we get, we get, we get. And so there's all this feeling of security wrapped up around beauty. And then insecurity, if we don't have it, we have to struggle harder. We have to work harder. Well, you know, we go in for a job and, you know, three people sitting next to us are really beautiful and we have average looks or we have, uh, you know, an unusual kind of beauty or whatever, or we just don't believe we're beautiful and guess who gets the job, not us. So we think it's, you know... Well, we just weren't beautiful enough, and so we carry with us um, both this safety quality, this safety, this belief that if we have beauty uh the we will absolutely get more, we will be more successful, we will be more we will be happier, we will meet the right person, we will you know get the the significant other in our lives that if we have beauty that this is this is what's going to make our life happier now i want everyone to release that okay (laughs) because it's a trap if we carry those beliefs which we all have then when we don't have beauty or we go through a phase where our beauty is dimming or diminishing we then bring in the whole belief system of i don't have the beauty or I don't have it anymore which means my life is going to fail, I'm not going to get the favors, I'm going to be hungry, I'm going to be um, ignored, I'm going to be lonely, I'm going to be unhappy. So we carry both those polarities and I want everyone to to please release all of those belief systems, pro and con about beauty. It is, it begins to create I mean, it doesn't begin to. It has created for us a many scenarios around making beauty, whether or not we're happy, making beauty the issue of whether or not we're successful. It and it's only a, a superficial quality, and it's only defined by the culture. The true beauty is within every single soul. Carries that true beauty, no matter how quote unquote ugly. They look on the outside, no matter even how ugly their behavior is um, on the outside. If their behavior is ugly, it means that their wounds are so deep and so horrible that they're a broken, wounded soul. And... But each soul carries that pure soul essence, and each soul is as beautiful as every other one. So we don't want to limit ourselves by having our joy, our happiness dependent upon beauty. Our, our, you know, we're going to be lonely. If we're not beautiful. So I want everyone to release that. Let go of the, the superficial qualities. And by superficial, um. I don't mean to demean beauty because beauty is 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 a quality. It is a a it is something that um you know, it's part of the feminine nature that kind of beauty. And we don't want to diminish it, but we want the beauty to expand. We want the idea of beauty within to expand to the soul level, to expand to the to our beingness the beauty of who we are at the soul level and so we don't want it to be to, so rigidly defined we want to be that beautiful genuine caring loving soul that we are and we want that to be the definition of beauty and and so i and everybody is releasing a lot because i think everyone can really understand the whole the whole area is being filled with you know, dark energy. And it's just the higher self way to show me that the releases are going big time. I want everyone to let go of that. And and part of that beauty thing is, is very much, it's painful when you're in a society that sort of is so focused on the ideal beauty of the outer body. We're, we are, um, we can be very, very unhappy There can be a lot of pain. We can get a lot of people talking about, well, why are you so ugly? Or your sister is so beautiful. What happened to you? You know, those kind of things. And so we've all received criticism. We've all received uh, denigration and uh, pity even. Uh, I know one life I was a a, uh, dwarf or a midget or a short person, whatever is the proper way to say it, as a... I was a court jester, and you know my ugliness was part of the because I was very ugly. It wasn't just my stature; uh, was part of the comedy, part of the humor that I played off of in that life. And of course, I can't relate to it at all because I'm about as funny as a rock. I'm, you know, I never would characterize myself as being particularly funny. But it was um, it was painful because of who, what I look like. And uh, so I and and I know in Game of Thrones that Peter Dinklage, he plays, you know, he is I don't know the proper term, but he's got some sort of um, dwarfism and he's just the most spectacular character. And he's come to peace with his stature and he's just absolutely uh is just terrific character on that show, and that's where we all want to be. No matter how we look, we want to accept ourselves. So I am going to call in divine acceptance, divine self-acceptance, divine... divine beauty, and this is both inner and outer beauty in the highest ideal and the highest frequency level, not the kind of divine beauty that is just going to turn us into the the next supermodel. If it does that, great. That means it's for you to to utilize that energy in that way. But it isn't limited to that. So we want to call in divine beauty, um, divine balance, divine understanding, divine um, acceptance, again, divine self-acceptance, And what I'm seeing is a very interesting shift in the symbol that I, the beauty symbol. The beauty symbol is now changing. It, it's, it's, it's going very fast and it's changing to look like a, it's giving me like little short snapshots of the different definitions of beauty. And there, it's just hundreds, hundreds of them. And it's coming from all of us. There, it's coming from all of us and all the different lifetimes of what the ideal beauty was and it's just fascinating I, it's going like so fast i can't can barely even describe to you but but just to give you an idea you know in this life i mean there're people that are have the exotic beauty and there's people who have the very uh simple uh you know there's all different types of beauty whether you're short uh think of the um the beautiful uh model that was recently on the cover of a magazine here uh, and she's a plus size model and she's just beautiful and um, it's just so much beauty and then there's beauty that you just radiate from the personality no matter you don't even care what they look like and those kind of beauty kind of things are coming forth too that there's just the beauty of the beingness they radiate either joy or um, caring or something that just touches you, and you just feel there's just such a beautiful person. Uh, I, I've i met someone this year who's in my meetup group, and she just carries that, and, and hers is a genuine quality. She is incredibly genuine. She is just very, very genuine, and there's that genuine beauty that comes through. So there's so many different types of beauty, and that's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing a lot of different definitions of beauty, mostly the ones that are physical beauty. That's the one that the the higher selves are showing me. But as they show me, I realize that beauty is really, I mean, as I've known and as I've shared, beauty is so defined by others around us rather than, you know, who who define beauty based on what they like or what's important in that society um, rather than coming from within. So it's just, it's just beautiful. Uh, I mean, to see all the shapes, the higher self are showing me all the different body types and body shapes and looks, different hairstyles, different hair colors, different lengths, different, different everything. So, okay, so I want them to stop showing me that picture and show me... Okay, now what they're showing me, I want to say it looks like an average person. An average woman, but "average" is a, not the right word. It is the essence of the female. Is what's standing here now is the essence of the female, and it doesn't have any particular look. Okay, it's 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 just. So interesting, I've never seen a symbol quite like that. I'm hoping to get more on it, but I want to go to the next symbol. The next symbol is the child rearing symbol or the child bearing symbol, and this one is is a bit more it's it's very heavy duty I mean the beauty one can be very heavy duty too, and it was and I felt a lot of pain coming from that parts of that uh, parts of that but but now I want to- uh, address this child-bearing part of the female nature because it is very very this one is very intense guys so be prepared okay so we're going to just begin i, I the, the symbol that I'm seeing is is a pregnant woman okay so she's uh, symbolically she's pregnant she's coming close to giving birth and uh, okay the first thing that's coming up is the pain the, the deep, deep, very, very deep pain simply for giving birth, and as all mothers know, is very painful. Uh, it is get, You get a big prize for the most part at the end, but it's a lot of pain. But it's a lot more than physical pain because part of the pain of giving birth is emotional. And I want everyone to release emotional pain as well because the and the emotional pain has many different faces, many different gamuts. There's emotional pain because you're having someone's baby that you shouldn't be having you know you've had an affair or you've been raped or you've been uh... you've already had eight babies and its it's more than you can handle it's the pain of having a baby you shouldn't be having the pain of all the uh... the criticism the attacks the judgments on you oh my gosh it's just so so heavy guys please i want everyone to let go of all the pain of having the wrong baby uh it's it's so we we're doing the physical pain we did the physical pain for having a baby anyway, but adding to that physical pain is is this pain of having the wrong baby or not or not you shouldn't be having that baby is probably a better way to say it that in some way you've been uh, there's a lot of problems, emotional issues here with having the baby. There's either guilt, a uh, lot of guilt coming out, a lot of guilt for those times where we're having someone else's baby that isn't our, you know, our spouse or um, our boyfriend or, um, you know, we don't have a spouse and boyfriend and we don't have anyone. Suddenly we're having a baby. Uh, we're single and whatever. And, oh, my gosh. So there's all of that coming out, all that pain, and it's really, Really, the, the and and with the pain is a lot of fear. You don't know what's going to happen to you. You don't know what's going to happen to the baby. Are you going to be exiled? Are you going to be? Will your family hate you? Will they take you in? Will they accept the baby? Will they understand? Will they um, disown you? Uh, all of that kind of thing. Will your spouse leave you? Um, you know, all the things that you could possibly, you know of today and that you could possibly imagine are here and more. There's a lot of shame here. Deep, 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 deep shame. Very, very deep shame. You know, you know that like Hester Prynne, I think her name is, wearing the, the scarlet letter A for adulter, adulterer. And it's just really, really a very painful, 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 painful time for many of us in many lives. Um, it's interesting, but it's definitely related to the next one, um, the job description for us women, okay, because it's not only about, but I'm not, I'm not done with the, the child-rearing issues, um, but it is definitely related to the next one because so much of our lives were spent taking care of children. Um, so we're going to get to that in a second. Um, But in any case, there's also another aspect here. There are many times where we had babies and then we lost them. Um, They either died in utero, they died shortly after birth, or they they were taken from us. Sometimes a child is taken from us. Uh, Sometimes we have to give up the child, but sometimes it is our choice because we have no money and we give it away to someone uh, or we sell it. There are many, many instances here of selling our children, uh, especially the babies. Um, There are also times where we had to be, um, what do you call it? Um, We had to nurse other people's child as servants. So we would have our own child. Perhaps that was taken away, or perhaps it had to share milk with uh, our our owners if we were slaves, or with our uh, whoever we were working for as indentured servants, that kind of thing. So we've had um, sometimes we choose to share the milk. That's a very big tradition for females. We we often chose to, to share our milk. We didn't have. We didn't have formula in many, you know, most of our journey. There was no such thing as formula or milk banks where we could get milk for our children. And so females took on the role of sharing milk. And this, this had its ups and downs. This had its problems. This had its obligations. So if our babies needed to share milk with someone else because we didn't have enough milk or our milk dried up for whatever reason, the... um there, was, there would often be an obligation established, um, a debt that needed to be repaid, and there was a lot of pressure and stress around the debt. Sometimes not, but there were times of that. There's also uh, times where we had to share our milk with other children for whatever reason. Sometimes we did it willingly and happy, happily. Other times there was uh, pressure and requirements. We couldn't get out of it. We didn't... Um, we didn't have any choice, and 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 often our children could suffer, and so we we there was a lot of mixed feeling, so to speak, around sharing the milk, and that is a very big part of our pattern. And who knew? Because we don't hear about it much these days. I didn't know this would come up, but the sh- milk sharing is actually oh I and there's okay there's also conflict with a newborn sharing milk with the older siblings. Um, which is interesting because the there can be jealousy um, and uh, between the siblings, the older siblings feel they're being replaced on the breast, that kind of thing. It's just there's a whole bunch of issues here around the like, giving of milk. I mean, who knew? But I want everyone to, males and females, to please release all the conflicts, the pain, the guilt, the suffering, the shame, the upset, the obligations, the the debts that that we might feel, um, all of those issues that I said and any others that come to your mind that I may not speak out, I want you very much to uh, release all of that. And I'm seeing it. It's almost coming out like symbolic milk, and we want it to become neutralized. And um, because, you know, it's interesting, but the higher selves are indicating to me that these issues around the the milk the giving of milk and all the arenas that I've just shared with you um can affect how we are giving of milk in this life so if we've had problems with uh breast milk um if we've had any kind of problems and interestingly enough I have had a problem I did have a problem when my daughter not right at first but I think maybe she was I can't remember now how old she was five months maybe. And I worked through it, but I got started getting some anxiety around it. And I was able with the help of this work to work through it. But at at one point, I did talk with people, uh, a couple of people who were involved with, you know, the whole nursing thing. And I learned a lot from them and realized I wasn't alone, that there are people that have issues with uh, breastfeeding uh, women and many different issues they come in many different forms and so I'm now beginning to see how some of these anxieties and stresses and the milk giving in the past life there are ish times for example the higher south are is showing me that there's not enough food and so the mother's milk see, can can feed the younger kids longer than it ever should be and so that's sharing of milk also with your own children. If, there's an, if it's in an area with very little resources, um, that there's actually sharing of milk with the children so that they can stay alive. So there's also these a lot of pressure because it is life-giving around life and death. So we want to release any and all issues around life and death that a woman would worry about. We talked about one just now. Uh, keeping the the milk, keeping the babies alive. Of course, she would have to eat in order to keep supplying the milk, Um, but there would be not enough for her to eat and then all the other children to eat. So there was, you know, they had to prioritize the food, but this life and death matter just kept coming up uh, often in many lives. So I want everyone to begin to release the life and death factor about being the the one who gives the milk, and of course, for the very young children that didn't have teeth yet, they had to eat. You know, milk was much more of a necessity. We didn't have baby food jars back then, um, so it, it was it was very important this whole milk giving thing. And because it was so important, I'm seeing some conflict here. With um, there's also a lot of pressure on the mother a lot of pressure to, to do the right thing, to get it right, uh, up to her, the burden of being the life giver, so to speak, and so there's a lot of pressure. There's also a lot of joy and a lot of uh, positive feelings about giving of milk, so I don't mean to let that part go unexpressed, uh, but I really am only mostly focusing on the negative parts because those are the parts that bring us a lot of difficulty. And because there is, there are mixed feelings about giving milk, about being a mother. There are mixed feelings here all the time, depending on the life. If you're in a life where, you know, your labor is so important that it's literally keeping food on your table and roof over your head and helping to feed your family, you're working in the field somewhere, for example, and then you get pregnant. And then what do you do? You add another mouth and... You know, there's an awful lot of um, idealization of the mothers, that, you know, the tribal mothers or people in, out in nature. You know, we talk about how they just work right through their pregnancy and give birth in the fields, and then within a day they're back at work and all of that. Well, that's pretty idealized. In fact, there's a very heavy death rate of infants in those kind of societies Um we certainly can respect and appreciate those mothers that that are amazing and treat birth like it's uh, you know you just burped or something i mean I, I don't know but it but the reality of it was it was tremendously stressful on those women tremendously stressful and they they had a role in that society and that we're going to talk about those roles that they didn't want to break the pattern and that Sometimes having a baby, when you're playing out that role, it was the wrong time and, and baby shouldn't be happening in your mind. So there's a lot of just misconceptions, uh, misunderstandings, mis, uh, a lot of conflicted beliefs because on the one hand, women love their children for the most part. On the other hand, there's all these other aspects that, are, that have played out in so many lives that we have mixed feelings. Our blueprints are complicated around having babies. Um, there's also the part of as I mentioned or I started to mention the death. we have babies that die young, we have babies that die in birth, we have babies that die in utero, we have a lot of loss patterns around babies' pregnancy and child and children, and it's not that fathers don't have it, but it plays out for some reason. I don't think it came up with a male nature. As being a bigger, biggest, a big pattern doesn't mean that it wasn't there, but um, we have to. It seems like it must be bigger, more prominent in the female nature. So I want everyone to begin to release the grief, the sorrow, the agony, the blame, all the self-blame, the should, 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 and shouldn't, shouldn't, shouldn't. The um, the self-criticism, the self-attack. There's all of these things around the death. That that you did that we did something wrong. That the female nature did something wrong. Um, it should have done something else. It could have. This could have been avoided. The woulda, coulda, should shouldas. It's just rampant here. A lot of shame. A lot of despair. Uh, and uh, you know, just so much misinterpretation. So much misunderstanding. So much misconception. Uh, and I want everybody to release all that. And it literally is pouring out. And it's as if we're all giving birth right now to the conflict, the pain, the suffering, the sorrow. It's as if we're giving birth. I see it coming out the second chakra or, I don't know, the sexual chakra. I think it has another name. But I see it coming right out uh, where women normally give birth. And I just feel this big whoop. And a a lot of people are releasing this whole issue around child rearing. Doesn't mean we're getting rid of all of it, but we're getting rid of what what was planned for for today. The higher selves are monitoring it and giving it to me very clearly and very um, uh, very helpfully. I mean, they're really helping me, and I do see. And now I'm seeing actually kind of an afterbirth, and it's just more related. Um, Issues known and unknown. We don't necessarily have to understand it, but it's as if the placenta is coming out, but the placenta is, is actually symbolic of the uh, a, a lot of other stuff that's related to this child-rearing, stuff that I, we don't need to get all the details, but it is part of the whole process of releasing and neutralizing. We don't want to just release the pattern. We want to release anything else that kind of gets hooked on it sort of the corollary kind of thing or the, um, the the added chapter, so to speak. We want to release the whole baby, the whole ball of wax. And I do see it coming out, and there still is some sort of um, symbolic blood flow. And I don't mean to be at all uh, graphic, but I'm just connecting the, the symbol that I'm seeing uh, with actual birth. You know, you're going to have some bleeding and some... Continued release, and that's what's happening now that there's a lot and it and it's really um okay, what's happening with the symbol on the on the hub is that the the stomach now is beginning to deflate, and the it because it was a kind of pregnancy that was carried, whether you we were actually pregnant or not, we were holding all of that stuff, all those beliefs and limitations and and ideas and concepts and uh, false, you know, the self-identities around childbearing. We were carrying it almost like a child within. And so as we went through to give birth to all of that stuff and it's all the, it's being, it's all in the light and it's as if it's being dissolved away, scrubbed away, um, neutralized, 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 and absorbed into the light. And the stomach itself is now beginning to uh, shrink, and of course it's the symbol, and it's just showing me that we've released a lot of energy, a lot of energy identities, and as a result, the it's not you know we're not carrying the weight of all of that around, and it was symbolically held in the abdomen, uh, just where we see the babies. You know when people are really pregnant, so it's the symbol is now um it's lost the the that and it's standing up and it's standing next to the one the be- one that's beauty that's that that literally is just the beingness this one I see it more as the female um it's not just the beingness, but there is a i'm gonna call in divine. Again, divine acceptance and divine love and divine clarity of vision and expanded understanding. And this one seems very um, balanced and there's a lot of harmony here. So I'm going to activate that to empower that. Um, and and the there is less... It's so hard to explain, but it's like standing up and owning... The female nature, owning the woman that it is, and knowing and feeling the positive, uh, exciting and powerful uh, part of that female nature where it can give birth, it can bear children, and so once the all the horror and the upset and the conflict and the the hurt and the agony was let go and released... Now, the, there's much more self-acceptance of the female nature, and I can really feel this part um, feeling, you know, proud of itself, sort of, is, is kind of the feeling that I get. I, it's hard to put words around because it's kind of subtle, but there's no more dread. The, the dread is gone. The reluctance is gone. The the feeling that, you know, being the charo bearer is so complicated is gone. So I want everybody to feel good about that because you've done a really good job. And they wouldn't show me the symbol if it weren't, again, representative of all those past, present, and future listeners that that will uh, be going through this healing. So it's very, very important and very powerful. I'm really excited for everyone. And me too. So, um, I don't focus on myself, but I know that I'm doing something at the same time as we all are, because we're all joined in one accord here. All right, now the next part is this part of the definition of what we do as a woman, okay? It's not always a career. I mean, here we talk about it, uh, We we sort of divvy up the life as we have a career, and then we have a an identity as a mother or uh, a wife or whatever, but in in this symbol, it kind of is encompassing all of it, all of all of who we are. I mean, what we do, okay? And this symbol is um, what I'm seeing here is literally a kind of someone who has worked their fingers to the bone, someone who is just hunched over. Uh, very little joy in the life, just all the definitions of what a female is supposed to do. Again, part of it was the child-rearing. So uh, I want us to begin with just releasing that because whatever is that part of this symbol, I want to let go. But I think most of it was actually let go by when we did the child-rearing one. So now we're going to be mostly addressing all the other things. And this part, this, this poor symbol, I mean, is, is bent and crooked and in pain and suffering and joyless, just completely joyless. There's, doesn't seem to be anything, uh, meaningful in the life pattern, just going through the motions. And so I want everyone to just begin there, begin to release this joylessness, this, going through the motions, the life is painful, there's no choices, all of that. And the, just like with the men, there were all sorts of, and there have been all sorts of definitions of what women's job was. Some were related to the beauty. If you had beauty, sometimes your role became something like uh, being part of a harem or part of a concubine, uh, situa- situation. being a concubine or some sort, being mistresses, you know, there were all sorts of those kind of things, just like with a child rearing. Um, so I want us just to, to begin there. I think most of it, again, of that kind of thing was released already. But just in case there's more here, we can go ahead and release uh, the roles we were given because of our beauty. Sometimes we were, I want to say arm candy, because that's the term that we use now, but Sometimes it was more than that. Sometimes status was given to to someone who had a beautiful woman by his side. Um, it would be more like, it'd be more than arm candy. Um, not just what a lucky man, you know, look at this beautiful woman, but there would be something, it would add to the status, and I can't quite find the words to describe it, but I think you guys know what I mean. And so I want to release all those other kind of things that beauty brought to us uh, that that defined our role we we may not be interested in being a concubine or part of a harem or arm candy but if that if we have the beauty the families would be pushing us go you're going to help your family by doing this or maybe it's something we we feel is the only thing we can do if we have, we're attractive then we must we'll have to do something because otherwise we won't necessarily have a roof over our heads or this is our only opportunity to have a family or whatever so Um, All of the the rules and the roles put upon us based on beauty, Um, there's another, the other part of it is the role of the, you know, whatever the woman did in the culture of society, you know, in the very simple societies, women were gatherers. I mean, yes, some societies, men did gathering too. Some societies, the women helped with a hunt. Um, but in general, the women were the gatherers. They wove the baskets. They, you know, they their jobs were equally defined in these simple societies. They were equally defined as the male roles were. So there was also times where women would be interested in doing things other than what their roles whatever their roles uh, forced them into. So there was frustration. There was frustration and uh, feelings of, um, you know, bitterness. There was a lot of bitterness there, a lot of bitterness. I see a lot of bitterness coming out. Oh, my gosh, that is such a dominant theme here. A lot of bitterness. So whether it was a simple society and we we couldn't be a hunter when we really thought Shooting a and arrow would be the most exciting thing or hefting a spear. We couldn't do it because this was not allowed, perhaps, in the society. So um, I want to have everybody release the bitterness, the bitterness. Now, of course, there were other roles that were defined. You know, the women were, um, if we worked, we were often maids or servants or uh, slaves in the house. Uh, we did the cooking, the dishwashing, all of that, those kind of things. So we, we, the laundry, you know, and they didn't have washing machines most of the time we were <laughs> moving through the human kingdom. So we want to release all of that, all of those very heavy labor-intensive things that are mindless, that are, um, you know, thankless. Again, here's the thankless work that nobody notices until we don't do it. So you know, we were the polishers and you know, the downstairs people in Downton Abbey, if, you, if you've seen it. And 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 literally, we have many lives like that, many roles that defined us. That this is, or maybe we we weren't allowed to work. That we also had lives where working was not um, not part of our d- definition of how the society defined us. And we literally just. Gave parties and uh, became gossips and things like that, and yuck, uh, many of us did not like those kind of societal type roles either we didn't we were often put into arranged marriages, and I want that you know where the men or the 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 parents determined what we were going to do and who we were going to be and who our mate was and all of that and so there's a lot of bitterness for many, many different types of Lifetimes that we've lived um, because much of the time things were out of our control, there was no choice, uh, just like for the male nature, that they had frustrations too about the lack of choice. So, we want to release all that bitterness and all the definitions that we've taken on. We became rebels. Um, the higher self, oh, so interesting. The higher self just showed me that the the feminist movement came from uh, and, and was led by a lot of women who were very unhappy in previous lives, not just this life, with those heavily defined roles and developed a sense of a rebellious kind of nature that they brought forth and made the decision to utilize that to help the process of bringing women into the state, uh, a greater state of equality so that that's sort of an interesting little tidbit the higher South just shared with me at that moment that some of these women who were the very powerful leaders in the feminist role and you know the you know to getting suffrage for females and that sort of thing um came in. They didn't know they came in um with it, but they made the decision based on some of that bitterness from before and then the determination not to just sit back and let it happen again they were determined to um throw off some of the the chains that women have more typically than men have had they've had their own chains the male natures have their own chains but the female uh, chains for the female nature so there's a lot of that that um that plays out in in history and in society and we, we, a lot of us carry this rebellious nature because of the so many lives we've had. We've been under the thumb of whoever is dominant, or the parents, or the males, or the uh, society in general. And so there's a whole bunch of that that's just being let go of now. Uh, all of those, those, a lot of those change, and the bitterness of being in chains, and the belief that we took on from babyhood in so many lives that that's just the way it had to be and we see it around the planet today there are still places around the planet today where women are not totally free that are not totally don't have many choices and i'm asking the higher selves to please bring this healing to all those women today around the planet we might as well address all women they are assuring me that it is in process um so, that's probably why i'm just I'm feeling almost choked up i'm I'm feeling a very deep pain in the heart. There is a lot of pain and suffering and sorrow in the heart because of these kind of chains and what's really great is that the planet today has such potential for really allowing women and the female nature, whether it's housed in a woman or within a man. To find freedom. So I'm going to call in divine freedom and the divine yes energy, which is simply symbolic of exactly what it seems like yes to choice, yes to expansion, yes to releasing and removing the chains. And the symbol on the hub, as I'm pulling the stuff out and as you all are releasing, um, the symbol on the hub is shifting, it's standing up. It's standing up from that sort of being bent over symbolically in the fields, like picking cotton or uh, doing tobacco, or you know, some some sort of uh, sort of stereotypic uh, kind of picture of a slave. That this person is standing up now. This person is standing up and looking over and seeing all these other women still crunched down, and so. There's a tremendous amount of empathy. This is part of the female nature and I'm feeling the empathy coming out. It is, it is, uh, very powerful. Um, and with the empathy, empathy is also the sense that the female can help the others, can help with the freeing. Now this taps into for me the another aspect of the female nature, which is that giving and helping. And often it comes to being self-sacrificing if it's too extreme. So I want everyone to understand that part of the female nature is a sense of empathy and giving and helping and caring. But it's coming up now, And but what I want to release, I want everyone to release, is the self-sacrifice part of it, where there's almost expectations out there that we do it to... Uh, at the expense of ourselves or even at the expense of our loved ones sometimes we're forced to do it sometimes we feel obligated to do it so i want all the obligations and the misunderstandings behind those obligations to be let go we want to let go of obligation guys just simply say i am releasing obligations uh the male nature had a lot of obligations too coming from different directions but the female nature It's just those shoulds and shouldn'ts, uh, mostly shoulds. You know, uh, you should go help that family who has a sick child, or you should go, uh, I don't know, all the many things, help with the wounded in some war. So there are so many shoulds. Uh, Even when leaving your own family or your parents during a war to help some strangers, you feel you should do it, but it's very difficult because your own family or your parents or whatever are are hurting too. Or maybe you're hurting. You're exhausted because you've been doing whatever and, and you just barely have the strength to even walk across town to where you think you should go and you just constantly drain yourself by the self sacrifice pattern, so I'm just giving you examples, but we there's so many there's as many people as we many women or female natures as they are where there's examples so I want to release the agony over the self the self uh sacrifice the um this is also tied in with the spiritual nature um Because there's also tied in with the shoulds related from what uh, the belief systems, the spiritual belief systems are in the culture or society that we've been a part of. That, you know, to be good people, we have to do this or we have to give of ourselves. Uh, We we can't be selfish taking care of ourselves or someone else would be deemed selfish. And so there's this whole focus on, or, or we would be sinners if we didn't do whatever was required by the spiritual authorities and some different societies. And so we, we want to release all of that to the thought of being sinners, the thought of being selfish, the thought of that, that we don't have rights. That's a big one, that we don't have rights. We have privilege, and if someone wants to take, rid of the, take away those privileges, we don't have a choice. And so there's a lot of workarounds to try to maintain some privilege as women. Boy, this is interesting. There's really some... There's been a lot of lives where we've had to figure out ways to maintain privilege because we had so few rights as women. Yikes, so few rights. So I'm asking that everyone release the, the situation that is so, the feeling of helplessness and powerlessness around not having any rights, around not having any privilege, that we, we really had very little and if we were given privilege, we were supposed to feel immensely grateful and immensely, you know, uh, you know, give credit to the party that gives us the quote-unquote privilege, whatever it is. And so that we were never able to uh, feel like we created something good in our lives. It was always somebody else doing it for us. Oh, my gosh look at this, so I want to have us all release that feminine part of us that feels we have no rights, we're helpless, we're powerless, we we have to work harder than anyone else to get the privilege literally to eat sometimes, or to have roof over our heads, or to have much of anything, so I want everyone to release all of that. Now, it doesn't mean, of course, that every life was like this. But it was there enough that it is coming up very strongly on this uh on this healing, which means there is a it's pretty deep pattern for many of the women and there for many others so I want everyone to release this frustration this bitterness this um discord this feeling of helplessness and powerlessness and hopelessness that we can't be the we can't be the director of our own lives. That it's someone else doing it or something else or some society or something doing it. And we are puppets. This is this whole feeling of being puppets. And so I want everyone to release the feeling that we are puppets. Because in essence, in the free will kingdom, we are our own directing identity. No one else is going to do it for us and we have to move to that awareness so we're not waiting for everybody else to do it for us and so this is a very important pattern to let go of the feeling of being puppets because if we feel like we're puppets we're going to operate as puppets whether it's conscious or unconscious waiting for other people to pull our strings waiting for the other people to give us choice or to give us our right or to give us uh, a privilege We don't want to wait. We want to be our own directing identity. We want to find our own internal pure soul essence power, our internal beingness, and operate from that level and bring in situations and conditions that allow us to do so. So I want everyone to let go of this puppet feeling, this feeling as being a puppet. Yikes. And you're doing good. It's spewing out everyone. This is... This was this is a big one. And we can be puppets for from any different kind of external authorities, whoever we believe are external authorities, whether it be a god or gods, whether it be um uh, a government or some civil authority, whether it be some spiritual authorities or medical authorities or whatever, that whatever authorities that are out there. Uh, In this day and age, we have legal authorities. We have all sorts of authorities that we can believe we're puppets of. You know, we can feel our, our ability to get and keep a job is related to the economy. And in this sense, the economy becomes the puppeteer and we're the puppets. Oh, well, until the economy gets better, we're not going to be able to get a job. That kind of viewpoint, that kind of viewpoint is what I'm talking about. If we act as puppets, then that's what we are if we believe that the puppeteers are controlling us or controlling who we are or what we get to do, that's what will manifest in our life pattern. So we really need to release all this puppeteer thing. And we need to release it from the male nature also, um, but it seems like the female nature carries this more intensely than the male. Um, Wow. Okay. (laughs) so cute. What I'm seeing in the symbol of this woman who is the, the female nature who stood up from the field is that she's now, uh, she's, you know, I, I don't know what, it's almost like she's spreading pixie dust, but it's not really pixie dust. It's more like she's spreading light around these women in the field. And it's kind of symbolic as she's not sacrificing herself to help these other women. She's giving out light of some sort. Uh, I don't know. It's just a symbol. But the women are beginning to look up and look around and see this woman standing in the field and that it's okay. Nobody's come and killed her. No one has whipped her. You know, none of that. She's standing there and she's standing and they can tell just by her essence and her, her what she's projecting that everything is okay and balanced. And she's not having to do this manual labor kind of thing or be stuck in the roles that she was given uh, by so many societies and that she seems so clear. There's no confusion there. And so there's beginning to be kind of a conversation or a uh, discussion with the women. They're starting to talk instead of being totally quiet as they did their their work and they would very little interaction there's beginning to be sharing and awareness and in this way there's a group now beginning to stand and there's a there's a camaraderie and a support system being built here and i'm calling in divine friendship divine partnership divine support um all of that to and divine communication uh because the sense i get is that this this Freeing of the women, the female nature for all of us is gonna help the male nature as well. It's gonna help the planet. I don't know it feels really powerful and i'm I'm not um I'm not you know trying to in any way belittle the male nature. Both sides are very powerful, but somehow there is and I want to have every i want us to focus on the pure soul essence. That we all carry, um, and I want us all to activate that pure soul essence. Uh, it's already active, but to expand it in, through, and around the totality of the globe to the men and the women, because they, everyone has the female nature. And in this way, I want to draw in one accord in the highest ideal, the um, all of us. I want us to bring us, and I want to bring in divine love, the divine yes, the divine uh... freedom divine balance and harmony the divine unfoldment the divine opportunities the divine joy divine hope um, divine enlightenment divine uh, clarity of vision and expanded perception and I, in this way i'm just for this moment spreading it around to the whole planet because it seems very powerful i don't i i just I don't know why the higher self led me there but it just seemed very important so so we're doing that now that particular symbol now is is done and now the three along the you know on the hub the three different ones are um are there and they're kind of noticing one another and I want to I want to have have everybody release any kind of conflict or misunderstanding between the different parts of the female nature. So we're we're working a little bit on the conflict within the female nature and I want everyone to release those conflicts, known and unknown. There's there's just not enough time to fully delve into every single kind of conflict that could be, but there could be jealousy between certain natures or envy or uh maybe criticism you know um there's okay there's there's times where the female nature's come in and been very beautiful and times where they've come in and it's not carried that beauty and both sides of the nature would have done the best they could with it and would have a viewpoint against the other side of the nature for example mm-hmm. as a possibility you know and they could be fighting or uh Angry. There could be anger here. I am feeling anger, so let's let's get rid of the anger here. So there's anger because maybe one side feels that the other side didn't handle it right, you know, whatever. So we want to release anger, 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 and again, uh, bitterness, uh, reluctance, any kind of reluctance or resistance to validating the other parts of the female nature. So I want to release all of that. We want to release all those things about validating and the and the blinders that keep us from seeing the other parts of the female nature. It's 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 because we've built up so many belief systems about the different types of our lives. Positive and negative and the positive and negative belief systems can be at odds with one another. It's complicated. We rarely see things as black and white. We, we have mixed feelings about so many things. And so those are what we want to let go. We want all those mixed feelings to be let go. And as that's happening, I am seeing the three uh, symbols starting to move toward one another and starting to kind of acknowledge one another. And so I want to keep having the energies released of conflicts and misunderstandings and mixed fe- Excuse me. The mixed feelings, the misunderstandings, uh, misinterpretations, and all of the self-judgments and self-criticism, um, the self-attacks, and all the viewpoints that, that were flawed in any way—all those flaws, all those criticisms, all the judgments—oof! Let's get rid of those little suckers. Okay, now I see the three women, they've moved to each other, they're joining hands and they're in like a little uh, circle and they're all um, just connecting with one another. I want divine connection to come in, divine caring and divine love and divine forgiveness so that the forgiveness, uh, there can be forgiveness for one, one another that comes in with the divine understanding. It's very easy once you understand. It's very, it's much easier to forgive than if you don't have the higher viewpoint and the understanding of why a part of you did a certain thing or why anybody else did a certain thing. Once you understand some of what's going on underneath, it's the divine forgiveness comes in very uh, much more easily. Um, and now I see the three of them have now joined arms, and so they're getting much closer. I want to call in divine connection, divine joy and happiness, divine sharing. Again, divine support, divine respect, divine, um, uh, what's the word, Um, I don't know, something about working together, divine cooperation, that's it to cooperate with one another, to work together. And I see a tremendous amount of tears. They're crying now and I want everyone to it's a sense of relief and I want everyone to let that go too. The the whole idea of the the astonishment that this could happen, the joy, the, the freedom, the the anticip there's anticipation here of what can happen now because we are we aren't so disconnected and tied up in all of those cages that we lived in all those belief systems that we carried with us so i really want so many of those to be i want all of those tears of relief and uh just i want the divine flush to come in and just bring that joy in through and around and allow everyone to cry to to let go with the tears any of the old grief, any of the old hurt, any of the old pain and agony and suffering and despair and hopelessness. And now I'm seeing the joy beginning to penetrate. um, Laughter uh, and all sorts of good things like that are happening. And uh, I'm seeing dancing. You're sort of dancing, ring around the rosy type things. Very, very cute symbol. And I think we've done um, a very good job here. And so the higher selves are now putting each and every person on the past present and future that are on the hub into that cocoon of energy. The healing will continue to process if there's any need for that and it will also help as I say each time with the acclimation. Um there will be shifts in in some something. I'm not sure how and uh, how it will they will show. But there's been a tremendous amount of work done here a lot of stuff was cleared I'm getting I didn't focus on the past mouths and the future nows hardly at all this time because there was so much to focus on but the higher South are now showing me that the past nows and future nows have greatly lightened there's been a very big lightning effect because the a lot of those dark energies have been released and so the higher south are just showing me so that I can share it with you that there has been Really, a lot of good work done, um, and there's been a lot of these things pulled from the totality of this, all of our soul processes, uh, and so that's that's a very exciting picture to be seen to be shown. Um, okay, the forever now moment is been closing is closed down, and they always leave it with the now moment, so we do finish the show with a now moment, and. So they are um, bringing the healing to a close, and I've blabbered on for a long time, and I'm in complete la la land, uh, as <laughs> happens to me each time. And the, but I do want to remind people that next week we're gonna we're gonna deal with the conflicts between the male and the female nature. I will talk more about my particular conflict. I will probably give you a couple of other examples uh, that I've seen in other people so that you kind of get an idea of how we can hold ourselves back um, and limit ourselves and how healing the, the conflicts between the male and the female is absolutely essential. So this is a little preview coming attractions. And um, I also, again, want to remind everyone about emailing me. Also, about my website. I do have a website. Um, it's janetrichmond.com or HigherSelfVoice.com. I have a higher self voice page on Facebook. I have Twitter accounts and Instagram and I will get more of them out to you. We are just beginning now to start to, to post more consistently just this week on the social media. Uh, I would love and invite any, any of you to join me become a follower or a liker or a, you know, whatever, you know, a, um, whatever, you know, I'm on LinkedIn, all of that stuff that that helps my book is the editing is done and it is now off to uh, someone who will be doing the formatting. So I'm getting close to getting out this book that I've been wanting to share and talked about for so long. Um, Really, it's finally getting to the point where it's being handled. Um, So I did send it to the the format uh, person and I don't know how long that will take, and once it's formatted, it will be put on CreateSpace, which is the online publishing arm of Amazon, and I will have an Amazon uh, CreateSpace page. Uh, you know, so it's all happening. It's going to come into fruition. I don't know how fast it would it'll be on there, but you can bet I'm going to give you. I'm going to keep you guys posted. Uh, anyway, please again, if you have any questions, comments or requests again that email is janet at JanetRichmond.com, and there's a lot of free stuff on my website so um please go there and see all the things that I do and I offer a lot of stuff it's and I give information it's there's a lot on there so it's you know something you can peruse when you have time anyway thank you as always Listeners, really, thank you so much. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate your being with me week after week. I am starting YouTube this week. I think I have one simple thing up, but I think I'm going to be posting once a week. And so look, I look forward to uh, having you all join my YouTube channel. I'm not sure of all the names. I have to get a list of all the names of everything. It's either under Janet Richmond or Higher Self Voice or both. Anyway... I encourage you guys to, if you feel to, tune in. I'm now beginning to get to the place where I can move out even more. And I have to say that it's been my radio show listeners that have been so much inspiration for me and have helped motivate me to keep moving forward. And I really love each and every one of you. And with that, I'm going to say goodbye until next week. And... I hope you all have a good week. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening to Janet Richmond and the Higher Self Voice. Visit Janet's website at JanetRichman.com to view all of her upcoming events or to buy her book, Choices, Neutralizing Your Negative Thoughts and Emotional Blueprints.